Hey friends, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening. Every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. Hey friends, welcome to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. This is Monica C. Guidry. And as always, it is a great day to be alive. And you know, all of my shows are unedited. Um, So what you hear is what you hear. What you get is what you get. It's raw and uncut. And I think you guys like it like that, right? Um, So without further ado, I just want to jump in today's show. It's really interesting um, how this show came about because it is a part two to a show that I just recently released called Self-Sabotaging. And I'm with a friend of mine and we're just going to have a conversation about that because real talk, we all self-sabotage sometimes. So welcome to the show, Savan. She's my... Hello. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And when you you get to homie status, (laughs) doing something. I've known Savan since college. And um, there was a period of time where we were not connected and then we reconnected because, hello, Facebook does that. And um, (laughs) we go to the same church now. And so we're um, back in each other's lives and we're doing life together because we all need people to do life together. So Savannah's on here and she's going to um, tell about her experience and we're just going to have a little conversation and we're just going to welcome you guys into that. And I would love to hear back from you guys. Um your experience and maybe some tips that you use to stop or you know just um maybe something today saying hey i'm gonna stop self-sabotaging we can hold each other accountable so again welcome to the show savan hey thanks impromptu cool (laughs) (laughs) kind of tell um the listeners how you stumbled across uh the whole self-sabotage, sabotage, I can say this word, <laughs> sabotaging piece. Um, so going through my own stuff right now, I've been blessed to have a day of, I was just one with the Lord today. Um, started early this morning, going through, having several conversations to where I was just like, God, I am just so full. I'm just going to listen to some music. And I go to turn on my phone because I usually cast to my TV because I don't have a radio in my room. So <laughs> I was on YouTube and lo and behold, there's my girl. And I was like, what? Wait I thought I saw all of her cast. Hold on. I thought I was up to date. And the words stop self-sabotaging. And I was like, oh my gosh. All right, God, you're doing it again. You're talking to me. So I had to, of course, listen. And in that whole thing, I was like, wow, I'm hearing you. You are speaking to me and um, just honestly giving me tools because I had all this stuff now where I was like, I'm just full. I, I'm, I'm ready to go, but you can be ready to go. But if you don't have the tools, you're going to end up in the same place. Absolutely. So, so what Savannah's talking about is a while ago, I interviewed um, a lady by the name of Dr. Annalie out of Florida. And she has a podcast herself and I stumbled across the show and she was just talking about self-sabotaging and, and getting back to happy. And so Savan was able to hear this recent upload. So if you haven't heard it yet, go back and check it out. So that's what Savan is talking about right now. Like she provided a ton of tools and things to just kind of arm ourselves so that when we start sabotaging, we know what to do. So Savannah, in your own life and in my life, and I'm sure you guys listening out there, there's 
been a time where we've we've done that. I'm I'm currently in the process of trying to stop stop sabotaging myself. Are you as well? I I so am. <laughs> I so am. Um, yeah, like um, honestly, it's funny you talked about uh, our church because it started. This journey started when I started going to this church, but it's been a process. Mm-hmm. Which hindsight, I was like, oh, that's what you're doing, God. Mm-hmm. And I can see the highs and lows because the highs and lows was when I was like, nope, no, no, this is not too happy, not good. Back it up, yeah, <laughs> go in my shell, yeah, go in my shell, and not and not facing it. I think not a part of self sabotaging is when we feel as though it's easier to run away from it mm-hmm. than it is to deal with whatever it is that is a complication in our lives head on. I am um, known for that. <laughs> for, listen, for me, I don't know. So I've done a couple of shows on the Enneagram and everybody knows mm-hmm. the Enneagram. Most people, if you're part of my circle and if you're listening, um, that's something else that you can go back and check out my shows on the Enneagram. But I am a type four on the Enneagram, <laughs> a type four wing three. What are you, Savon? Oh, it's so funny um, because I was classifying myself as a one wing two, Mm -hmm. but I say was because in the self-sabotaging, that was my one. I'm not really a one. I'm actually a four. You're a four. And I can, I can see that. I can see that being (laughs) that, you know, I can see, I can see parts of you definitely being a four for sure. What is your wing? Um, still discovering, honestly. Still discovering your wing. Okay. Yes. yes. So I'm going to read off something from a four strength. Okay. Um, type fours strengths are creative, reflective, authentic, um, purpose driven, aesthetic appreciation. I love things that are aesthetically pleasing. Um, our challenges are we can go with our emotions. So then when we're not feeling inspired, it's difficult to get things done. Um, we can get caught up in our fantasies without taking any action. <laughs> so true. Uh, so one of the tips to kind of overcome this is we have to seek inspiration by getting out of our comfort zone, by taking a walk, driving somewhere random, have a conversation with a stranger and see what inspires. Other things to do is to create a holistic routine that kind of helps us connect with ourselves, whether it's yoga, meditation or journaling. Uh, it says it's a your workspace with <laughs> art, artistic prints, your vision board, future travel inspirations um, to make you feel, feel inspired, connected to the big dreams we have. So I felt like, man, this is crazy how it says that when we are not inspired, it's difficult to get things done. Yes. Which is a part of self-sabotaging. Because any t- any other time, would you say that when you're inspired, it's like, boom, go time. Oh, I'm on this whole weekend. Oh, this has blown my mind because um, I'm a principal. It's second year. And I've been like, oh, do I really, should I really be a principal? And just this weekend, I had an assignment that was like, I can't, I, I, I just don't feel it. Maybe I shouldn't be. And it took me forever until I literally had to talk with God and say, what is happening? He said, why are you trying to be something else? do this project the way that you do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could, that inspiration started popping in because I saw this over here. And then I was done with it in like 10 minutes, but it took me two days to get to those 10 minutes. And sometimes, and, you'll go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, and I, it made me question myself to go back in that spiral that I'm not good enough to be a principal. Wow. I can't handle the work. So. Wow. And those negative talks, 
is a part of self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Negative talks, talking to ourselves in a way um, that is opposite of our identity. Yeah. The truth is, if you weren't meant to be a principal, you wouldn't have gotten that job. That's yeah. the truth. You know, <laughs> if you weren't supposed to be in this field, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been here this long. Now, sure, there are some you know, some ins and outs to that. But for the most part, there wouldn't be joy in it. You know, there's, yeah. it's, you know, there's things that we do because we have to do it. And then there's things we do because we have to do it, but we love to do it. Right. And I think that's kind of how you can separate the two from the longevity being, I have to do this versus I love this. I'm supposed to be doing this. This is my God-given purpose. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think for me, I'm I'm in a place where I'm trying to lose this weight. I had a baby almost two years ago, so I can't <laughs> use the excuse, cannot use the excuse that I have this extra fluff because I just had a baby because I didn't just have him. Honestly, mine was eight I'm, years ago, and I'm still trying to use that excuse. <laughs> I've been having, but you know, you know, here's the thing: we know what to do, but when we get there, it's like, okay, for me, it's like. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And then it's just like, all right, er, let me, I just always throw a wrench in it. It's like, for whatever reason, I just cannot keep being consistent to do what I need to do in order to, to get the weight off. And it's like, I know what to do, but the consistency just isn't there. So I'm sabotaging my results by not being consistent. You know, I think back to when I, what um, Dr. Anneli had said that, uh, do you feel happy or secure in your um, uh, happiness, basically, like waiting for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. and talking about your, something might have happened in childhood or whatever that makes you say, no, can't get too comfortable in this zone Ooh. that even God tells us that we have, he came so that we can live life more abundantly, but yet it's like, oh, I know, but that big B-U-T that makes you say, but I can control how I feel or what's happening. If I just go ahead and break it now, because if you catch me off guard, it's going to hurt too much or Mm. it's going to, so I I may be miserable, but I I cause it. And so I know what to expect. Wow. You said something though about the the happy, the happy part. Um, Go back to what Dr. Annalie said about, um, the the happy and waiting for the next thing or you you said something I don't, I don't um just not you know comfortable in happiness because you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop this is, doesn't feel comfortable not, to me not comfortable in happiness because you're always yes. waiting for the next shoe to drop yep. my thing and I thought we talked about this a little earlier mine is I'll have experience an extreme high of a happy like an accomplishment that I've done mm-hmm. and I can only enjoy it for like. seconds because I'm waiting for the next thing to fulfill that and it's like hold up like that's another way of sabotaging ourselves because we should be able to glean in that for a while and eat off of that and instead we're not enjoying the totality of that because we're waiting for the next thing do you ever find yourself doing that (laughs) yes very much so. <laughs> I think honestly, that's that part of the one that I thought I was identifying. Everything's a certain way. Everything's great. Okay, I'm perfect, mm-hmm. and this is perfect. So I've accomplished that. Check next one, and I'm just constantly. I'm it's never enough mm-hmm. because if I'm not doing it right, and it, I don't hear 
from somebody or myself, I can't pat myself in the back long enough. I got to go to the next thing. And so that was that misguided one in mm-hmm. my world that, oh yeah, she did it right. Or this, look, look, look here. Yes. Because other than that, I couldn't trust anything else. Wow. I didn't trust my own self. Wow. So, okay. So after listening to the show, what are some things mm-hmm. that you like the takeaways that you had from it? Well, already I've rearranged my bedroom nice. to get my morning order together. Because <laughs> she talked about that. Talk about yes. the, what Dr. Arnold so, said about having a routine. Yes. So um, I do like to journal, but, and again, there's that, but I had my work stuff also on the same nightstand as all my other things. And I felt, and it's crazy when I look back, I'm like, I felt crowded and you know, I'm pointing to the shoulder because I sleep on that side, but it was like, there's so much stuff. And I always like, uh, I'll get to it. Or in the middle of journaling, in the middle of prayer, something will pop up and I think about the work. So I literally took all of my work stuff and put it to the other side because I don't have extra room in my house for my own office. Mm-hmm. So my place of focus in the morning of what should be just me and God and me and that became surrounded with everything else. Wow. And I making it a conscious effort that first thing in the morning, good morning. I know it sounds simple, but good morning, God, is the first words out of my mouth. I'm not thinking about anything else. Have my journal on there because I'm starting to be woken up again in the middle of the night. So I have my journal on the side, my Bible, because mm-hmm. crazy as it sounds, it was on another shelf, but it was like, I'll, I'll get over there. Oh, I'll just mm-hmm. look it up on my phone. Mm-hmm. We're going to be purposeful in that time. Right, so it's right. nothing that doesn't bring me the sense of direction in the morning. So those major things that was the first thing to start and to know that it's worth it. Right. And to keep that routine because she yes. said, I, I believe Dr. Arnold said to keep a routine. Yes. Like whatever you start doing, make sure that you continue to do that over and over and over and over again, because yes. that's going to help you in other areas of your life to stick yes. with it. Yes. Which is why I had to physically move. Cause if I don't have to get up, I don't like getting up. So, <laughs> I so, hear you. Yeah. I so hear you. that was me to help keep that routine in the morning. There's nothing else on my nightstand that does not reflect what I'm doing in the mornings. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. So I'm glad that you tuned in, um, to the, to the show that it actually popped up. Cause I, uploaded it last night I think I told you and then it yeah. popped up for you and it, and it and it sparks it put a spark yes. in you and you called yep. me right away which is so <laughs> cool I love that you do that you're like let me call this girl right now so I'm glad you <laughs> called me and I was able to get you on here kind of like a behind the scenes part two yeah. to self-sabotaging what would you say to people that are listening that do that I mean because it seems like that we all do what would you say First of all, be okay to say I do it. You That's can't so do good. anything. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of times we just try to cover that mask. And if you don't say it, then, you know, it's nothing's going to be done. So be okay to say that you can do it. And then, even if it's one step, take a step in that direction. That's awesome. Savan is like us. Those of you that are listening, Savan is a mom. She has how many kids? <laughs> Five kids. She's a principal, so she's a working mom. She's not, she's not in the house. So she wears many, many hats. She serves in the community and at our church. And so 
I just want you guys to put just to understand that she's like us <laughs> and being like us means that no one's perfect. We're all striving to be better than we were before. And if you do find yourself in a place of self-sabotaging, like Savan, like myself, push the restart button, reset button, and start it all over again. It's so easy. And I love what you what you said, Savan, about admitting the fact that you do it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Admitting that we do it and, um, and, and, and getting into another route, getting into a good routine of something. It could be, it could just be one thing a day that you do and you're just consistently yeah. doing that one thing and then add something else. So, yeah. yeah. Love it. I love you. <laughs> I, I love you too, Savon. <laughs> Thank you for calling me because I was going to be recording a show anyway. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll put that show in the back burner and let's just go with this. So thank you for inspiring this show. Well, I thank you for inspiring women across the globe now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so cool okay. when I hear that. Look, I, I, um, the, our listeners are going to have to tune into this conversation. But I found out that in Bermuda, the show is ranked 13 in Bermuda. Yeah, Bermudians. I don't know. I guess Bermudians. I'm not sure, but I think that means that you need to go there because they need to hear this in person. (laughs) I think I do. I think I need to go. I think I need to go to Bermuda. Yes. Girlfriend trip. I will help you. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for tuning in to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. And like always, I believe that a whole heart is a heart that's full of joy. It is a joy full heart until we meet, until we speak, until we see each other again. Bye-bye.